talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Don't dream. Don't you dare dream. That won't get you anywhere. If you don't think you're a winner, you don't belong here. Because victory is waiting for you. It's waiting for you on that field. It's waiting for you to run towards it, to fight for it, to snatch it away from the opponent. Work hard. Work hard out there. That's how you do it. You only settle for your best. You'll be amazed what you can accomplish. All right. Welcome to take two from the stream yard. Hopefully this time we don't get some chipmunks. Um, welcome to <laughs> FL Teams 2022 NFL conference championship look ahead we'll take a look back at the divisional round myself and ej here with you again um and then break down what's what we got looking forward so um really appreciate fl teams making this uh you know give us this opportunity to go live you guys all know fl teams that's why you're here anything you need florida sports that's where you go um flteams.com has got you covered anything baseball basketball hockey college nfl you know, pro, whatever you need. If it's if it's a sport and it's in Florida, flteams.com, we got you. Um, and if you're familiar with FL Teams, then you certainly know um, our sponsorship partner, Symbol. Um, you know, Symbol helps bring these to you every week, the podcast, everything else that we do. It's basically a stock market for sports teams. So it allows you to trade sports teams like their stocks. Um, this way, the, the basically Symbol's blended stock market and sports. So you can make money off of your sports knowledge um, and your favorite teams. So you can buy low, sell high, um, and earn cash payouts whenever your team wins. Join the already 6,000 early adopters who have started to profit from their sports knowledge. You can visit www.simbull.com. That is S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com. Or just visit the description in the link. Um, when you make sure when you do go there to create your free account, uh, use the promo code FL teams that will give you a $10 deposit bonus to help build your portfolio. So with all that behind us, man, EJ, it's like we struck gold. I mean, could there be a better weekend of football to talk about? No, no, not Saturday was a little slow, um, a little less offense than we thought you know, there was going to be. Um, and then we got punched in the mouth Sunday with offense, left and right, man. 25 points in two minutes from one team. You had a heck of a comeback by, you know, a Brady-led Bucks team. Uh, it was it was exciting on Sunday. Exciting weekend. Man, you know what? I think this happens almost every year, though. The divisional round is one of the most fun rounds ever. Um, I was listening to somebody, and they kind of summed it up. They said, look, I, it feels like in the divisional round, teams are playing to win. And in the conference championships, they start playing not to lose. Yeah. Right. In the yeah. divisional round, yeah. you, you're kicking, you're scratching your claw to get to that next level. Yeah. And in the next level, you get a little tighter because the Super Bowl is on the line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year in the AFC won't be coming through Nashville. <sighs> Brother, that's a good place to start, man. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, young upstart Cincinnati Bengals team. Tough one all the way around, man. Nineteen to sixteen. You're the Titan fan, man. You can share it. Go you ahead. know, uh, from start to finish, obviously, you you start with the first play of the game, which, in my opinion, offensively, it kind of set the tone for us, uh, and even a little bit more so defensively, it set the tone for us because 
we had a chance with the first possession to make Cincinnati play from behind us. Maybe get up three points, maybe get up seven, get a stop. And, and Cincinnati's defense plays at their best when they have a lead. Because those, those, those defensive linemen, Sam Hubbard and, and, and Hendrickson, they can pin their ears back and they can do what they do best, and that's rush the quarterback with, with no regard to what's going on. I can't say enough for what that Titans defense did on Saturday. Oh, es- essentially nine, nine sacks, an interception. I mean, uh, essentially, I mean, they knocked Burrow out of field goal range three or four times. They, they saved nine or 12 points. That could have been a blowout with how poor Tannehill and, and that offense performed for the most part. It's, it's a frustrating loss, but I, most of the time as a Titans fan, it's like, man, the defense let up this. We let up 400 yards. We let up 150 rushing yards. Not this time. It was, uh, it, this was a solely sold performance by, by Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion. You know, I, I was – I kind of – everybody I talked to, I said, look, the Titans are going to outcoach them. Vrabel's just going to outcoach them. Do you, do you think he overcoached this thing, man? I mean, I, I mean, I play action on the first, you know, play of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I mean, I think that was a product of Henry not being where the public was led. He was to be physically. Yeah. Um, and I, I take that to. I think it was the third or the fourth. I think it was the fourth quarter. Actually, is one of the last few drives. Henry bounced a play to the outside, outside the tackles, and it was him and I think it was him in a corner, one on one. Maybe Mike Hilton, maybe Eli Apple, one on one. And he normally we see Henry take a helmet off of somebody, right? It's it, it's a defensive back that goes flying, and you didn't see that or the the explosive acceleration that you see from Henry, you know, from 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 the the size of that what that man is and. I had a feeling from that point forward, he ran the ball 20 times. I think he barely had 60 yards. I think, I think they, they, they almost overcoached themselves offensively. Yeah. De, uh, Deontay Foreman was blowing it up uh, offensively, had a 45-yard run. I think he had four carries for 65 yards. Yeah. Um, he was their workhorse, and they kept trying to shove the issue of Derrick Henry down Cincinnati's throat, and Cincinnati wasn't having it. I think they probably knew he wasn't healthy. Um, frustrating. Dude, I saw what I saw what Deontay Foreman can do. I mean, he ripped a hole through Miami. I mean, he looked like Henry, and it did. It looked like Henry. Maybe the health. It just you could tell he wasn't up to game speed, man. Yep. No practice can get you ready for coming into a divisional mm-hmm. NFL playoff round. He just looks slow on it, and and then Tannehill, man. I've always loved RT seventeen. I will, but just poor decisions. I mean, it wasn't just that he threw interceptions; it was when yeah. he threw them and how. Yeah, like, uh, you know, the first interception of the game. Uh, if you watch that very first play of the game, the side of the field that he threw the ball to, they had two routes. They had AJ Brown and Julio Jones. AJ Brown, I think, went eight yards deeper than where Julio Jones was. So even if a defensive back wanted to jump a route. There wasn't a lot of ground that he had to make up to get back to the other route. It was poorly designed. It was poorly executed. He should have done what everyone and probably the world thought they were going to do first play, and that was what they've had success with, turn around and hand it off to Henry. Yeah. Establish, he, establish like, be yourself. Like, establish the, 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 the way this game is going to go and the offense is going to go from the first drive. Because yep. if you were going to win this, I think we were talking about it when we previewed it, you had to control pace. Yep. You had to keep Cincinnati off the field. You had to grind. Don't get fancy. No. Now ain't the time to bust something out like that. No. And then, and then the third, the second interception, Mike Hilton jumped the play. 
is it on Tannehill? Maybe he could have pulled it down. When you're in that kind of moment, it's it's probably harder um, for him to just stop his his throwing arm momentum and and, yeah. and try to tuck it and run. I, that one's the third interception, man. I I about blew a gasket on it, man. So like we talked about, if if you throw a jump ball to AJ Brown down the field and it gets tipped and picked or he gets out jumped, I can live with those consequences yeah. because we went to our at the time our best offensive weapon. We're trying to we're trying to thread the needle to Westbrook Akina on a on a on a series where we only needed 28 yards for field goal range. But not only that, the game's already tied. Uh, if yeah. worst case scenario, run the ball three times, play for overtime, let the coin flip do its thing. Yeah, this was this was the first mind-boggling thing to me that happened at the end of a tie game or what should have been a tie game. This was the first one. The other one we'll get to. But yeah, and and again, throw into the middle of the field. I just in those situations, throwing something across the middle of the field is an absolutely dangerous throw. If yeah. you get it to the outside, again, you push it down the field to AJ. Maybe you get a PI, maybe you get a defensive holding, maybe you get bailed yeah. out on something. You know, yeah. or you chuck it out of bounds when you're looking across the middle into what appears to be triple coverage to Westbrook Aquino. It just oh, didn't man. make sense, man. And and uh, and like I said, my my big issue with that whole play is who was targeted and where the ball was forced. If we, if you force it to AJ Brown, I can even probably live with that sure. because I mean AJ Brown had just went off for a buck forty two in a touchdown, a one handed grab that put us back in the game. Yeah. I can I can live with whatever result we have going down with our best weapon. I'm I'm okay with that. Wonder. Trying to shove it into a, a gap to Westbrook Akina, man. And then, in my opinion, the Titans played from a different perspective too. When Vrabel decided to go for two at the very beginning of the game, instead of man, if if you're, if you're looking at it as the game would have played out, sixteen sixteen. But we would have had that extra point. It would have been seventeen to sixteen. Just just playing it out from one extra point. We had the ball with thirty seconds left. Guess what the Titans would have been doing instead of trying to go score? They would have been in victory formation. Victory. I don't. This has been again like you know. I feel older and older, and it starts catching up with me. But this 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 love affair with the two point conversion is just beyond me, man. I yeah. don't understand it. In anything that I've ever known about football, take the points. Yeah. Okay, go for two if you need it. Go for two if it's going to put you up a possession, if it's going to put you up one score, right? Yeah. If it's going to yeah. put you up just above it. You know, those make sense. But when it's early in the game, why? why? There, was no, there, was, there was no strategic advantage to going for two. You, 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 I mean, it would have been different if they were up one and needed to go up three because since he was in a final drive, yeah. those, those type of scenarios you can kind of play with a little bit if you needed it to go up seven instead of five. Right. Those are, those are things I could have lived with. But uh, you're 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 going for two just because you get a you get a penalty call that puts you on the one. Nothing's given at the one yard line. Nothing is given at the one yard line, and it was obviously it was shown. And then you come out you come out in wildcat. <laughs> you hey, come out in wildcat from I mean, a shotgun. They overcoached. They overcoached yeah. this. They really overthought yeah. this thing. They did. They did, man. No. And uh, and so we'll get back to what that means. But I got to tell you, on the other side of the ball, man. We talked about Cincinnati being a team that's young. They just don't even feel like they know where they are. They're yeah. cocky. They got swagger. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got almost killed. I mean, oh, you man. the crap out of Joe all day, and the kid still goes twenty-eight for thirty-seven for three forty-eight. Yeah, right. And, and had a had a big play to Jamar Chase to set him up in that field goal range. 
absolutely. And just, you know, it was funny, funny, not funny, I'm sure, but you, you hear the interview after the game when they asked Joe Burrow about the kick. And he was like, oh, I didn't even watch it. He was like, I know. I've been watching him since training camp. He was going to hit yeah. it. He was like, I didn't need to see it. He's like, I was grabbing my helmet walking off the field. Did you hear what uh did you did you hear what he said McPherson said before he kicked it? <laughs> yeah. Going to the AFC Championship, boys. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's what, but this team is playing with that sort of chip that it's like the, no moment is too big for this team. A rookie yeah. kicker, Jamar Chase putting up everything that he's done. Burrow back in the swing of this. Yeah. And and it's bleeding through the whole team. They believe. Yeah. And I think I think Tennessee played with a very hot fire from the perspective that Cincinnati didn't have anything to lose. No. Uh, really, no one even thought they would take the division this year. It was supposed to be Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Yeah. And then it was supposed to be Cleveland. Cleveland was supposed to have a great year because their defense has been revamped a little bit. Mm-hmm. They brought in Jadavian Clowney. Tennessee played with a very hot blue flame uh, last Saturday, and it ended up burning them. Uh, mm-hmm. They. Uh, Tennessee's defense play out of this world. I, I think they they yeah. went toe for toe. They with that performance, they would have gone toe for toe with any offense in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, it, to me, it even speaks more volume about how Taylor has that Cincinnati offense coach because there's a lot of teams that would have folded after yeah. being repetitively taken out of field goal range. Quarterback getting, I mean, he got beat up during that game, man. There's a lot to say for Cincy. Um, but there's there's a lot to say for Tennessee too because I mean they they burnt themselves with a hot flame on Saturday. They did. So so we see Cincy keep moving on and, and I mean just unbelievable again. Jamar Chase, you know, five catches, 109 yards. Joe Mixon, you know, you scored, you know, uh, the touchdown underneath, but not much, 54 yards. I mean, you guys yeah. held people in check. Yeah. Um, so you know, the question has to come out of this. We see Cincinnati. We get to watch what the swagger does. They get to roll on, right? Um, but Tennessee, man, I think you got to start looking at your options under center. Yeah. I hate to yeah. say it. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, um, even though Tannehill, I think he only, I think he only threw twenty-five or twenty-six times that game. Yeah. That was that was twenty-five. That was probably six or seven more times than what we wanted him to put the ball in the air. Obviously, three of them resulted in interceptions. It could have been the difference right there between those three to seven throws that we wouldn't want him to throw. Yeah. Um, but I, I do. I think you're right. I think I think what we wanted Tannehill to do was to be that Alex Smith type of quarterback to not necessarily lose us games, but not put it on his shoulder to win us games. Yeah. I mean, we just saw him lose us a game. So – now that perspective, I think, has to be reevaluated a little bit. And I don't know if it's – I think Tannehill's around for another year or two. I think he's got to be unless we unless Aaron Rodgers decides he wants to come to Tennessee, which I'd be all for. <laughs> right. uh, uh, which, yeah, right. Uh, you've got a heck of an offensive line. You've got, a, you've, you've got a monster in the backfield. You've got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones lining up wide for you. You've got one of the best defenses in the league right now. I mean, what would keep Aaron Rodgers from coming here? But – that's a talk for another day. Aaron, uh, Ryan Tannehill is who we're dealing with now. And to me, um, does a change need to be made? I don't want to hit that panic button just yet, but I think it needs to be, I think it needs to be dropped under that microscope and, and looked at very detailed. Yeah. Look, if I do know anything from the years that I saw Tannehill and you look at his history, he's a hardworking guy. Yes. Um, I'm sure he's going to go to work on this. He, you know, nobody feels as bad as, as Ryan does. Right. Um, at least the way that I've seen it. So it'll be interesting to see what plays out with that. But yeah, you're in a great situation. Um, this is a bad year for quarterback in the draft, though. 
So it's probably oh. not the year that you want to look at the draft or a quarterback. But yeah. there's a lot of people floating around. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's odd because like a lot of the a lot of the quarterbacks that you would want they're cemented right now. You know the the, the Justin Herberts the uh, we we don't know Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers right now. Um, uh, the, those those guys are really cemented right now, and they're not going anywhere. I mean, Justin Herbert's not he's not going anywhere from there. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere from Cincy. So uh, I don't really know where you would go because it, you don't have a, a quarterback. You're not going to have a, a a spot in the draft to pick a high quarterback if there was one. Yeah, and then B. Do you just you just throw him to the wolves? You just hope he develops, you know, behind that offense, and yeah. and hope it's easy enough for them to gradually bring themselves along. I think I think we see Tannehill for another year or two, and then I think it's really reevaluated um, through that year or two. We maybe bring someone on board the next year or so, groom him a little bit, let him get his feet wet here and there. But I don't want to say unfortunately because I think Ryan Tannehill can still can still take us to the promised land, but. Um, this this performance this past Saturday was a little eye opening in my opinion. Look, just just as selfish reasons, I think I texted you on Saturday. I said we'll trade you two for Tannehill. <laughs> just like so watch Dolphins Twitter truly yeah. explode. As the Titans <laughs> as as the Titans GM, I had to turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> good call, good call. So man, so that wraps up again. Last possession of the game, uh, uh, you know, a visiting dog, right? The underdog on the road yeah. wins the first game. Then we go into San Francisco and Green Bay, right? <sighs> the first drive for Green Bay looked so easy. I thought they it was going to be a blowout. I, I did too. I'm I like, I'm like be... yeah, I'm like, Aaron's hanging thirty on him. Oh yeah, I, right? I, I said because I had a, I had a, I had a little, a little, uh, a little like five slip parlay, yeah. and I was like, I bet the under on Rogers throwing for like two sixty five, and yeah. after that first drive, I was like, well, there goes that. There goes that one. <laughs> hey, he came up forty yards short. Good job, I buddy. Know, man, I know. <laughs> that was amazing to me. I it was such a I didn't it, it you know. It, maybe yeah. San Francisco truly is the underdog here that's not getting noticed enough. They, they got a hard, they got a great D. I, I think I think that game was very similar to the Tennessee game. Obviously, the the block punt that that made it ten to ten. Uh, you know, in those last couple minutes of the game, it was similar to Tennessee. You know, they threw that pick in the last handful of seconds to yeah. let Cincy. Um, but Tennessee and Green Bay both they 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 played with a flame that they didn't think was going to be as hot as it was. And they and they got bit in the butt for it hard too. Yeah. Both of them did. Dude, I, I laughed so hard on that blocked punt because it's just rare that you see a ball just get skied straight up I and know, everybody's man. running around like where's the <laughs> usually usually it bounce out of bounds or it'll right. do something, but it, it fell it almost I mean, from a touchdown perspective, it fell into the lap perfectly of San Fran because before that, I mean it was a stale it was a 10-3 stalemate. Nobody yeah. had momentum. Yeah. Uh, and that was that that turning point that obviously that they needed to be able to pull out that win on Saturday. It's unbelievable. It literally it landed like my five five 49ers. They could have ran in the end zone all together holding hands. Uh, yeah, they could have each touched the ball. <laughs> yeah, to each everybody other. gets a piece. <laughs> but you know, on the flip side, you know, San Francisco didn't forget who they are. I mean, you know, Jimmy G throws the ball 19 times, you know, they they run the ball 29 times. Only get 106 yards. I mean, nobody was going anywhere. It was the cold, you know, the yeah. cold in Lambeau Field, oh. and <laughs> it looked free. But it was, it was, it was, 
you know, they, 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 they ran it for a hundred, a hundred yards and change, but all those yards came when it mattered. A Debo Samuel first down, an Elijah Mitchell first down. Every single thing came when they needed it to, to, to push the clock forward, to get in field goal range, to get Robbie Golden field goal range. Um, I just, like, you, you look at that game, and you, A, you think to yourself, there's no way Rodgers goes out like that. Uh, there's, there's, regardless if it's a Super Bowl win or not, right. it's not like Brady where they fought back from the depths of you-know-what to try to make the game competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, B, I don't think we see Rodgers in Green Bay next year. That's, that's just a personal opinion. Yeah, no. Nah. I don't think it's going to – I think it's done. I mean, it was almost done this year, yeah. and I think it's, it's done. I think he's had his run there. For whatever yeah. reason, you know, something with him in the, in the front office just does not jive, and it, he's done with it. Yeah, you know? and and and, it, and it's it's unfortunate because um, there's going to be a lot of offensive futures that hang in the balance of the decision he makes to go to to return to Green Bay or not. Um, you've got Devontae Adams, you know, like we said before, a top two or three receiver in the league this year. Statistically, he was top two in the league this year, right behind Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, if if Rogers doesn't come back, you think he's going to want Jordan Love throwing him the ball all year? <laughs> yeah, and. I mean, you know, look, I'm going to go ahead and say it, too. I mean, you said it, and we kind of jokingly, and I said it. Like, in Miami, we, I think right away, like, I'd love Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. in Tennessee, you're like, come on, Aaron Rodgers. Sure. What if we get down and dirty into this, man? What's Rodgers? I mean, Rodgers will take you to the playoffs and get you a championship game, but he's only won yeah. one Super Bowl, man. He's oh. come up short at home yeah. a lot yeah. in the playoffs. And every oh. year, though, we still act surprised. Oh and oh and four against San Fran in the playoffs. Yeah, and every year we all act surprised. Everybody on TV does too. Like, oh no, but we're like, damn man, we've seen this movie. Well, because he put, actually does this, and he puts up these gaudy regular season numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at last year, which was an MVP season, this year could very well be a back to back MVP season for Absolutely. him. There's there's nothing showing otherwise, um, unless you want to go Cooper Cup, which I'm I'm a hundred percent in favor for that. Um, but there's 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 he he puts up these these tremendous off uh, uh, regular season numbers, and then it's like he gets to the playoffs and he forgets how to football. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing, and he for, he forgets what Devontae Adams did to it with him for seventeen games. Yep. he forgets that he's got one of the best running back tandems in the league. I, I'm a big AJ Dillon fan. Oh yeah, huge AJ Dillon fan. I think Aaron Jones is one of the most versatile backs in the league. I mean, you saw he had a seventy five yard catch. Coming out of halftime for or right yeah. before halftime for him, um, nine catches for one twenty nine. Oh I mean, yeah, oh yeah. I mean the, the guy is a do it all back, and then you have an offensive line that's obviously going to get healthy next year. But I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm throwing the ball to Devontae Adams every time I throw the ball. If yeah. if it's what it takes to get me a playoff win, sure. And that's you know again, it's you know when you look at that, literally, that's where it went. I mean, 11 targets to Devontae Adams, 10 targets to Aaron Jones. Nobody else on the team – well, I'm sorry, one other person on the team had two targets, nobody else over one. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they say, you know, dance with the – you know, dance with the one who brung you. But, yeah. man, that's, that's pretty hard. You know, yeah, and it's it's baffling because if you, if you look at from just a quarterback perspective, Aaron Rodgers, from an arm strength perspective, from an accuracy perspective – um, he's probably one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen play the position, right? I mean, maybe 
I don't put him up there as a top five quarterback of all time, though. No. And the only reason I say that is because his god-awful postseason record and his 11-year Super Bowl drought. Yeah. They, you know, they, they won that Super Bowl in 2011, and there's been no side of Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl ever since. Yeah. Well, look at it. I mean, again, some, something I was listening to was talking about, like the Green Bay Packers have had back-to-back generational quarterbacks, right? Yes. From Favre to Rodgers. And, and how many Super Bowls has that brought them? You know? Like, there you go. Two. You had back-to-back yeah. generationals, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you two guys. Two Super Bowls. Like, that's – Two two guys, one of them in Brett Favre, I think it was either the passing record or the touchdown record, is top three in that category. Aaron Rodgers, probably by the end of his career, he's gonna he's gonna grow a little bit more depending on if he comes back or not. But like you said, you have two 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 quarterbacks in one franchise. There's some teams that don't see that in the entirety of their franchise. <laughs> there, oh, there's shit. some teams that are there's some teams that are still waiting on it. And, ridiculous. and, and for, for them for them to for them to kind of lay an egg like they did this postseason with Green Bay, and you know, in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers had a stick it to him type season. You know, all the all the turmoil that they had through the offseason, the arguments, the 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 Pat McAfee bro- uh, podcast interviews that he was talking about. You know, the disdain between him and the GM. He had a stick it to him type season, and then we get to the playoffs, and it's like, I, you know, I don't feel like sticking it to him anymore. I know you and I talked about that last week. We were like, the Packers are going to roll. I think Aaron's just going to stick it to him one time, walk <laughs> off to the Super Bowl, lift yeah. the middle figure, like yeah, yeah, mic drop, right? Yeah, no, no, Aaron just whimpered out, man. Credit, credit to San Fran though, because even being down, they still played San Francisco football. They they lined up in I formation. They ran the ball on their little their little half tosses with Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell. Only, only airing it out. I wish Tennessee would have only aired it out 19 times with Ryan Tannehill. Um, but, but, but even even with going up against that high-powered Green Bay offense, San Francisco didn't waver. Well, in, in my opinion, one bit. Uh, yeah. Extreme performance on their behalf. Well, you know, and again, I think through this season, it's a credit to the people who are there who have played together for a long time. Not a ton of free agency coming in and, and shaking things up. Yeah. And they know each other. They believe in each other. Mm-hmm. And they just grind. That's yeah. what they do. They grind. Yeah. I mean, the heart of Debo Samuel near the end of that game, you know. Now, it wasn't a quote-unquote injury, as they say. You know, he got hit pretty hard on his hip. Yeah. But bro, in, in that weather in Green Bay, can you imagine how much more that hurt? I was telling oh a buddy God. of mine, and, it, and it, it went the opposite way. I was telling a buddy of mine, "Don't be afraid, don't or don't don't uh, don't be surprised if we see AJ Dillon touch the ball thirty times a game." Because I'll tell you from personal experience, I don't want to hit a two hundred fifty pound linebacker in four degree weather uh, thirty times a game. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, thank you, man. I, no. I don't, and and the the longer you play. The, the 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 more stiff the more cold thing you don't you don't warm up in that weather i don't no. care how much adrenaline you have you don't warm up in four degree weather playing on that frozen tundra type field no. every time you're down you're just laying on an ice you know so so credit to debo the heart of debo coming back to make some big plays near the yeah. end of that yeah and big time and limping it back through where multiple times the announcers are like oh debo limps off the field oh he's coming back on like yeah he was expecting him in the tent and kids yeah. just kept coming back. And I think that's a tribute to the mindset of San Francisco. There's there's a real don't quit mindset. 
Um, their defensive line got healthy this year. They had a good acquisition in Arden Key, who was a for, he was with with the Raiders before. Yeah. Um, Joey Bosa has been playing out of his mind. Uh, Arden Key has been a, a Fred Warner has been playing out of his mind as well. Their little linebacker tandem that they got going on, and then credit to their DBs too. There's there's not a lot of big name DBs. Jaquaski Tart and, and Jimmy Ward are both great safeties. Uh, yeah. They're both thumpers. They play downhill. But you look at Josh Norman. Uh, is he past he his prime? I, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, you're right. If this was the Carolina uh, Josh yeah. Norman, even the early Buffalo Josh Norman, I would sure. take. Um, uh, but you look at those those DBs, and it's like, man, Roger's going to carve these turds up. Like, there's there's no way he doesn't throw for three fifty and four touchdowns. Yeah. There's no way, and he didn't. They held him in check all, all game, man. That pass rush, that pass that pass rush was relentless against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, even when they didn't sack him, they made him uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable yeah. the entire day. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side of that, man, a guy who, again, we'll talk about, doesn't get enough. I mean, I don't get it, but all Jimmy G does is win. It's yeah. just what he does. I think we got to give him his flowers, man. You know, they they went from uh, uh, Alex Smith, you know, Colin Kaepernick, and then, you know, the, the Jimmy G project kind of came about and – he was supposed to be the Brady successor and never really was. He can't hit the open throws. Um, but, but you know, how Tannehill was doing with Tennessee before this last game, he's, he's, he's an extremely good game manager. Um, he's not going to make a lot of throws to get you in trouble. Um, their offense is relied on, you know, obviously the run. But to hold his composure like that, getting hit like he was, I mean, he was, he was all over the ground through the, through the first three quarters. I think that's the biggest difference you get between Tannehill and him yeah. is that the game doesn't get too big for Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy steps up and Tannehill starts to feel it. Yeah. And the know? good thing about Jimmy too, he's been there, done that. They lost the Super Bowl, um, but he's been there before. He knows how, how bright those lights can get. Uh, yeah. it, it's not, I, I would, I wouldn't say he hasn't won it yet, obviously, but it's not really new to him. He's they, they, I mean, they were counted out since like week six, when they were what one in four? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Don't you know the Dolphins have their first round pick? The Eagles have ours, and we have San Francisco. I know. I, was I one know of those that was watching the Titanic in San Francisco, like yeah. go on. And now they got in the playoffs. I'm like, well, screw it. We don't get something until the twenties. <laughs> well, you saw them at one and four, and you were like, this is fantastic. This is going to be a top twelve. What top a genius 10. move! Yeah, the awesome move. Top twelve, top ten pick, and now it's like. These 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 MFers may go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they just keep grinding like that. Yeah, I know. And you know we're going to talk about that, but I am really excited about the NFC Championship. I am really excited about that. Round three, man. Round three. Round three, and you know, man, we said when I when we first started this thing, stories. I love the stories, right? I love the playoffs because it tells just, and there's some great ones. Um, speaking of, let's let's go ahead and talk about the counterpart of that. We go into Sunday. And, and it got we real. We couldn't find offense. Cool. We couldn't find offense Saturday and Sunday. We couldn't find defense. Jesus, right? <laughs> it was right. completely flip flopped. Man, the, the Rams and Tampa Bay. Um, you know that game. I think I texted you. You may have been. You may have been flying during yeah. that game. Uh, that game was pretty brutal to watch from a Tom Brady perspective. The first. The first. Uh, well, really, three quarters almost. Um, until he hit Mike, I think it was with about ten minutes left in the fourth. He hit Mike Evans on a deep bomb that put him twenty-seven twenty. Um, it was it was tough to watch. There was uh, 
I know fans are going to say, you know, the refs this, the ref that. Brady got hit a couple times. Um, there was actually one time before halftime where he got his first unsportsmanlike conduct penalty of his career. Von Miller hit him up in the chin, and he ended up with a bloody mouth somewhere. I don't know if it was a lip or yeah. like his gums or what. But he goes to the ref, and he starts yelling at him. Well, then they go back down the field the next play, and you can, you know, you see him kind of spitting blood. Man, it was it was a grind out fest for Tampa Bay, and I mean, for the most part, relatively smooth sailing for Matt Stafford in that offense. Do, I, the whole day, and then you know, the, the the defense for the Rams can be fantastic. Yeah. They can be very good. Yeah, but then they can also disappear. Yeah, I mean. You know, their last game against San Francisco. Not like a, what, a 17-point lead in the fourth or something like that or going into yeah. the late in the third and ended up losing that game. Yeah. Like, and and, and that here, they let Tampa right back in. That defense goes when Aaron Donald goes. Uh, yeah. When you when you stop seeing him break down the pocket, and we know Brady's not really going to run. He, he's, he's, he's really good at maneuvering through the pocket and stepping through things. Yeah. But when Aaron Donald breaks down, and now they have Von Miller, he can kind of pick up some of that slack. When Aaron Donald breaks down, as he goes and his pressures go, that defense goes as well because they're not really star-studded besides Jalen Ramsey um, at that defensive back position. So uh, it's a little bit of an attribute to that. I think losing Littleton last year, one of their linebackers, um, was a pretty big hit. He was a good cover linebacker. Um, but they, they, they were a little Jekyll Hyde, like you said, the past, you know, the past couple weeks. They, they give you some, and then you take a whole bunch, and they give some back, and then you take a little bit more. Yeah. You know, look, when I say stories, man, I, I've been a Matt Stafford fan. I can't remember. And I think we touched on it before. I don't remember if it was his rookie year or his second year, but there was something with Detroit where they got down near the goal line and he clearly got concussed or knocked around. Oh, yeah. And he's on the sideline and they're at the one and they're trying to grab him as he just goes back on the field. <laughs> and he sneaks it straight in, yeah. and I'm like, "That's my kind of quarterback. That's who I want to lead me." Yeah. Um, and he turned, just grinded in Detroit. He grinded in Detroit, and yeah. then you see him get a chance. And you know, and he, and these chances against the great one, you know, um, oh, great right on the other side. Um, I mean, his the the his first touchdown of the game that that bomb to you know the Cooper Cup to put him up ten nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's. I think that you know the 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 this game specifically was almost the calling card for for Stafford to get the jitters out of his. I think he's comfortable now. I think we yeah. see a lot different Matt Stafford come championship weekend next weekend, and then if they're able to progress to the the Super Bowl, um, I think we see a much different Stafford next week because I think he's comfy now. I think oh. he's got his snuggie on, he's got his house slippers on, he's sitting back, he's reading defenses like he would during a regular season game, and he's trusting his weapons. Odell's getting involved. Uh, Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. And then Cam Akers is getting involved out of the backfield too. Yeah. Hey, talk about getting comfy. Odell's getting comfy. Yeah, Odell's that's – yeah. And, yeah. And when he starts complimenting Cooper Cup, you know, that's – that's that's a, and Matt Stafford has toys. Yeah. You're right. And Cam Akers, again, man, getting involved out of the backfield. They didn't run the ball a ton. They, I mean, they, they ran it – well, they ran it enough times, 30 times. Yeah. It wasn't that productive. But, yeah. again, they didn't give up on it. you got to yeah. stay with it to set up what you need to go. And people um, don't really realize either, you know, Odell was kind of forgot about when he went to Cleveland because the production wasn't there. Obviously, the quarterback play wasn't there to match it. Yeah. Odell Beckham can take the top off a of defense. 
Sure he can. And now, now once 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 defenses really start to recognize that okay, Odell's kind of back now, um, you you kind of look and you have to say, hey, do, do we got to put a safety over top there? Do we have to help a DB out there? Well, guess what Cooper Cup's about to do on the other side? He's t- <laughs> he's tightening his bib, but he's getting his fork and knife out, and he's ready to start eating is what he's about to do. He's going to eat. Well, I mean, and the Rams tried to find this all year, right? I mean, they, they had the Deshaun Jackson experiment, right? And, you know, I mean, they tried to find somebody to take a top off of it because they knew yeah. they needed that. Yeah. Um, so and I think I th- play to bring in Odell. Yeah. And I think big. next year – when you add Robert Woods, because Robert Woods is one of the best underneath slot receivers in the league. He's one of the best yep. blocking receivers in the league. When you add, if if they're able to retain Odell, I don't know what his contract looked like if they just signed him to like a minimum. No. But if they're, if he if he gets away from the money and he's like, hey, I want to keep winning, and he ends up coming back, you've got Odell wide, Cooper Cup wide, and then you've got you've got Robert Woods and uh, underneath in the middle. You've got you've got three levels of receivers to have to account for because all can make a play when the ball's in their hands. That's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a nightmare next year if it's able to kind of work itself out for uh, for that Rams offense. Yeah. Well, you know, you just hope that coming into next week they don't have a hangover because I know it's every game is every game in the playoffs. Yeah. But it means something a little bit different, kind of like in the AFC. If used to, if you could get past the Patriots, yeah, like right, felt right. like okay, right. Yeah. So I mean, those Rams have to be feeling a little bit like we got past the defending Super Bowl champions, and we took the best shot that Brady had. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got man. through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now the 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 Brady Nate the Brady Sayers are going to say, well, there was no Godwin. There were you know they had the turmoil with Antonio Brown and and this and that. Well, they had Leonard Fournette. They were without Tristan Wirth, sure, but that defense was as healthy that game as they had been all year, yep. and they still let up 27 up to up to third quarter points uh, for that Matt Stafford offense. So I don't want to hear too much. Brady did exactly what Brady's been doing for Dagum 22 years in the league. He 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 tries to either wins or he tries to win ball games. It's one of the two. But you know, next next week, man, we have round three. Uh, 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 old, old big brother San Fran's coming to town. Oh, that's the one, and that's the one that's got McVay's number two. It's scary, like San Francisco just blows through these. Yo, yeah, I'll tell you again, though, I was really happy. One player that I love and I would love to see in my orange and teal next year playoff Lenny, man. Playoff Lenny Fournette just is unsung in what he does out of the backfield, yes. running yes. the ball, and he just shows up at big times. You know, and almost made it. And a tribute, and a tribute to his hard work in becoming a better ca- pass catcher, because yeah. he was he was not that out of LSU. He was right. barely even a one cut running back. See the hole, hit the hole. Yeah, he he's running table routes out of the backfield. He's running Texas routes out of the backfield. He's running wheel routes and making yeah. contested catches. At not just, I mean, he made a. I think it was in the second quarter last week. He made a contested catch with one hand off mm-hmm. of a wheel route. Uh, coming out of the backfield that Tom Brady found him on. So, I mean, playoff Lenny has – has is he the third overall pick that we thought he was going to be? No. Um, but it's – it's he's definitely rounded himself out, and he's found himself a pretty nice niche uh, with what he was doing with that Tampa Bay-style offense. Right. Well, you know what? Think about this, man. In the NFL with running backs, right, they all have the stigma on them. But let's turn around and look. You know, you drafted him third. Look at the career he's had. Yeah. Turn around and flip that to Shaquan Barkley to yeah. you know Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Quarterbacks that were I mean, I would take playoff Lenny all day, every day. 
Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, again, playoff Lenny's been there, done that. Uh, he, he, he knows. Up. Yep, he knows what it takes to hold on to the football in crunch time. He knows how to be. I mean, he can make the contested catches now in crunch time. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of things that we can say Christian McCaffrey was doing that now we can't say playoff Lenny uh, can 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 comparably do too. Absolutely. I said I'd love to see him in Miami next year. You know, yeah. and, and, and the last part I got to say on this is like I've hated Brady for a long time. I've admitted since he's come to Tampa, my hate has dropped, right? Yeah. Him in the press conference after the game, right, when they kept asking him about if he's going to retire. It was another moment where I didn't hate Tom. Yeah. Yeah. The answer of I haven't put a thought into that. Right. I'm thinking about right now. Yeah, we just got done playing. Right. We just got done playing. We just just got knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. My my thoughts are – Five minutes from now, you know, right, like, right, I, right. But that's it was such a genuine leader answer. Again, yeah. the answer that I would want my leader to give if it's my team. Um, now, and I've noticed, I've noticed something too. Just to hit off that, when it comes to Brady and his and his press conferences, he's about as organic as a person as you get. When it yeah. comes to, because he's been hit with these questions the past five years. Are you coming back? Will we see you suit up next year? Are you going to be in New England? Now are you going to be in Tampa Bay? I mean, to handle it the way he handled it and said, essentially said, guys, let me let me digest this first, and we'll talk about that at another time. I don't think there was really a better way that he could have answered those questions. No. And with it not being rehearsed either. Absolutely. You know, in my last thought on this game, and it blows me away, man, my Dolphins, again, we made a living this year, right, on cover zero. Why are you going cover zero, Tampa, in a tie ball game, and you're going to put Cooper Cup on a safety? One-on-one. 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 With, yeah. with, with Matt Stafford as the quarterback, you don't think in his time in the league that he said, hey, if it's one-on-one, loft it up a little bit and let him go. Yeah, let him and go get under it. Cooper yeah, Cup. let him go get under it. Just let him go get under it. So yeah. even if you bring the pressure, you've got the veteran of veterans behind there who just does what he's supposed to do and yeah. lost it. Like, what are you – all you had to do, this was going to overtime, man. Play coverage. Play overtime. Play coverage. Don't let right. anyone get behind you. Play coverage. Right. And you, and you go cover zero and bring the house. Like, I can't. You know, and, and I, I read a little article that said that – uh I guess they had kind of asked Matthew Stafford what he thought about when he saw cover zero. And he essentially was licking his chops about it, man. Like you, you, in my opinion, Deandre Hopkins was hurt this year. I I think Deandre Hopkins from a technical perspective route catch radius uh, doesn't drop the ball. I think Deandre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. And I think Devontae Adams and Cooper cup, are very close on his heels when it comes to that. It's like a 1A, 1B, 1C type yeah. of thing for me. Yeah. And you let that guy one-on-one – I mean, that guy has done damage to, to, to corners that cover for a living, that cover one-on-one for a living, and you're going to put a safety on him and, right. and, and assume it's going to be a recipe for success? <laughs> he, he's already ate you up with eight catches for over 120 yards. <laughs> yes. And you just give him single coverage? And again – it wasn't, you know, with all due respect, it wasn't Tannehill back there. It wasn't Jimmy no. G back there. No, no. Stafford and Stafford. Yeah. Like, you know, the, guy, so the, guy's been, the, 
the guy's been a gunslinger since before he came into the league. Like, there, I don't think if there's one guy in the league because of his arm talent that cover zero is not his nemesis, it's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. If he needs to, he can sling it 55 yards off of his back foot, falling backwards, trying to elude a rusher coming off the edge. Right. And then, and, and then it's, it's icing on the cake when you try to cover the best, one of the best receivers in the league with a safety. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, that's, I think that's going to cost some head coaching job. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. I mean, my boy was up for interviews. I think he's going to be answering that question a lot. Yeah. I think, I think, week. I think Todd Bowles, I would hope, Hey, in an, in an interview, hey, Todd, what were you thinking on this last play call? <laughs> right. This could be the shortest interview ever. Hey, Todd, yep. explain to me how you want to go cover zero with Stafford and Cup. Yep, because we, we need this answer before we can hire you. <laughs> right, right. Unless you tell me that your defensive captain missed the call and put it all on Levante David. Like, he made the call. I don't know. What yeah, and you know what? To, 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 to be fair, not to say that there was the case, but there was a lot. I don't know if you watched. I think you were on your flight during the first yeah. little bit of that game. There was a lot of defensive miscues to start. There was uh, Devontae Dave, Devont, uh, Levante David. I think it was on that first drive or the second drive maybe when Cooper Cup scored, actually got an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for slamming his helmet on while he yeah. was still – he took his helmet off and slammed it while he was – so there there was some defensive frustrations that, that started really early in that game. Not to say it was the case then, but – there being a miscommunication somewhere, I wouldn't necessarily put that to rest. No, no, I hear you. Either way, I, it's beyond. And then, man, you don't even get a chance to catch your breath, right? <laughs> don't even get yeah. a chance to catch your breath. And you turn around to, dude, this was just a battle for the ages. I've heard thrown around, you know, greatest game of all time. And it, that's always subjective, right? Yeah, because right. the generation that's watching it is going to tell you it was the greatest. And we all have our arguments. It's it's I an it's an in the, that's an in the moment type of perspective. Sure, and because of the feelings of it all, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But it's you know this one man, uh, it's to me, I can't remember a more exciting game, and that comes from me again being in transit and flight and really just watching that last two minutes. Yeah, uh, and how that was it was punch for punch, man. A twenty-five point score in the last two and a half minutes, and not only that, but the guy who was doing it for Buffalo—not Stephon Diggs, not Emmanuel Sanders, not Cole Beasley—it <laughs> was Where Gabriel Gabriel Davis who went off for two hundred yards and four tutties. And I don't know if you saw the last—it was the second to last touchdown where he absolutely wrecked Mike Day. Uh, um, uh, the Kansas City quarterback, Kansas City DB, he wrecked him on that little that little fake post, and then he came inside. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! Dude, Gabriel Davis again. Like I was blown away. That man just you earned know? him some money, is what he did. Oh, dude! So, look, every year in free agency, somebody way overpays a wide receiver for one. Will game. Fuller. Will Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know there. You just answered it. Miami's got cap space. Come on down, Gabe. Come on down, Gabriel. You only have to play two games. We'll give you 10 mil. Guaranteed. That's it. You can score those four touchdowns in two games and we'll call it even. And you're done. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, I, 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 I think as one of the greatest games of all time, in, in the moment it looked like it, you know, but I would honestly have to sit back and really recollect on some of the greatest games I've seen. Um, we just had one a few years ago. Stephon Diggs was involved in it. 
the Saints against the Vikings. That was, you know, he, he made his little toe-tap catch down the sideline and scampered in for a touchdown. That could be up there for some people, you know, who are, who are Minnesota partial as one of the best games of all time. So, like you said, I think it's a subjective thing to, to call it that. Was it a, an exciting game? At, game of the year, probably. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. Game of the year, yeah. I think it is most definitely. I think it's, a li- it's, it's unfortunate for Buffalo, though, because as well as Josh Allen played, well, there's two things here. I don't think he was able to fully shake the big brother thing that Patrick Mahomes has on him because he didn't get the win. Played his butt off, didn't get the win. And then B, something we're going to dive into here soon, overtime rules. Dude, I'll tell you, you're a fan of an AFC team. I'm a fan of an AFC team. What I felt that last two minutes was sick to my stomach as much as excited because I'm looking at it. And until you got a QB that can stand in the ring with one of those, but you, those two? Cool. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Dude, we just got rid of Brady and now Josh Allen's in the AFC. And and I think, and and I think the last, the, the last couple drives, Josh Allen was just getting comfortable as playoff Josh Allen. He had the scramble. Uh, I think it was like fourth and 13. He had the scramble for the first down. He had the strike to Gabriel Davis for the touchdown. I think he was like what Stafford had been able to do uh, you know, the, the day before. He was settling in – or the, 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 hour, the few hours before, he was able to kind of settle into himself a little bit. He was getting a little comfortable, and then you leave 13 seconds on the clock, and Patrick Mahomes comes down, and they, they, he throws a touchdown pass to uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, and it goes to overtime. <laughs> you know, again, I can't remember a game like this where – your your quarterback was also your leading rusher. Oh man, right, for both yeah. teams, it literally felt like when you used to play like pickup football in the schoolyard. Yeah, like there'd be a really good guy on this team, <laughs> yeah. on this yeah. team and they just they all they did was just score. Right? Yeah, it was like his yeah. turn, his turn, his turn, his turn. Yeah, that's, that's what it felt Re- like. Recess after you get done, you go to the water fountains and you had you had eleven carries for two hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> You had you had nine touchdowns. That's that's essentially what happened the last two minutes of that ball game. And and to to piggyback off that, that's got to be something Buffalo addresses this off season. You can't be that bad running the football and and be successful long term. In my opinion, well, you know, it, near the end of the season, they started to run the ball, and Brian Dable. You know, I don't know. He was kind of away from it. He was away from it. So part of that is, again, Dable is rumored to be one of the, the leading candidates for the mm-hmm. Miami job. Yeah. Um, and he'd been there with us before. He's worked with two or whatever. But I don't mm-hmm. like that he can't establish a running game because I think you have to have that. Yeah. You know, um, I think you have to have some team. sort of. I think you have to have some sort of resemblance of it. I don't right. think it has to be as dominant as, you know, what San Francisco and Tennessee do. Uh, but I, I think you have to have it to be at least a threat, uh, yeah. whether it's first down or whether it's, you know, uh, third and short. Uh, I, I think you have to have at least maybe safeties creep up in the box every so often. It can't just be non-existent, though, and that's where I think that Buffalo, obviously defensively they couldn't stop Pat Mahomes, but I think offensively is, is where they were handicapped. And Stephon Diggs, he had like three receptions for seven yards. That's uh, – where was he? Was yeah. he on the field? Was he was he dressed past the third quarter? Gabriel Davis was catching everything. <laughs> like NBA jams, he was on fire. Oh, yo, man, did he you, was. Did you hear the uh, that uh, I guess Andy Reid? They asked him like, "What did you say to Pat Mahomes 
with 13 seconds left. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. that. You know, when it gets grim, be the grim reaper. Yeah. Um, or when it gets grim, be the reaper. Yeah. And Mahomes did, dude. Um, he, man, it, and I thought, I thought one of the bigger mistakes from a situational perspective when it came down to that, that last kickoff with 13 seconds left, I'm pooching it at about yeah. the 10-yard line, and I'm making him either call a fair catch or I'm going to make him return it and waste four or five seconds off the clock. 13 seconds compared to, 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 to seven or eight seconds is, is a lifetime for someone like Patrick Mahomes who can do a lot in 13 seconds. I, I think that was kind of a, a, a fault in the special teams coordinator to not be able to send that ball sky high at the, you know, in between the 20 and the 10 yard line and make them make a decision whether they're going to fair catch it or whether they're going to try to try to run it and, and, and they're going to waste more clock with it. Well, look at this, man. It, really, all these games taught us again, you're getting close to the end, and these are as good as this was probably the best. I will say this, and I'll put a stamp on it it's the best weekend of football I have ever witnessed. Oh, it was um, good. It was coming good. down to the last possessions, yes. all that. Um, I think but, every game, every game came down to a last, like either a game winning something or a last possession. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Every one. And, you know, it taught us that this, you got to be good at all three phases of the game, man. Yep. yep. You have to be, yep. you know, Green Bay was ranked 32nd in special teams and what ends up losing them the game. It showed. Teams. It showed. Right? Yeah. At the end of the Buffalo game, you're talking there again, you pooch this thing. You pooch this thing, right? Special teams call, right? Yep. yep. You're not facing this. Um, yep. You've got to be solid in all three phases, man. Plain and simple. Yeah. In, in my opinion, you you pooch that or you squib it. You do something yeah. to keep the ball alive and active to where whoever's returning it, whether that's a, a an up back, you know, someone that used to form the wedge right before the kick returner, or it's yep. the kick returner. Someone's got to make a decision whether I'm fair catching it, whether I'm falling on it. And then even if you squib it and someone falls on it, you still have a couple seconds running off the clock at that point. Absolutely. So now we get to overtime. And look, look, there have been a lot of opinions, a lot of talk on it. And, you know, you and I, EJ, in talking, I don't even know your feelings on it. I'll let you go first and I'll give you mine. I'm, I'm partial to the, to the NCAA rules. Uh, I love the excitement behind it. I like the each team starts from the 20 or the 25. Um the first, I think it's two, two or three overtimes. You, you're allowed to kick the extra point. Then you have to start going for two. I, I'm a fan of that because the more football, the merrier for someone like me. If I can watch an eight overtime game, I'm a okay with it. Um, but I know that's probably not in the realm of possibility. I would just like to see at a minimum each team get a possession. The first team, if 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 Kansas City scores a touchdown to come off and Buffalo can't match it, then it's game over. If Kansas City kicks a field goal and Buffalo comes down and scores a touchdown, each team got a possession, each offense got on the field. You know, we saw what we saw to that point. You know, here, I'm going to go in the old way of this. You know, I understood back in the day when it was first score wins, okay, because you could make defensive plays and still give up a field goal and you could lose the game. And that's a heartbreaker, right? Yeah, yeah. But we just said it, man. There's three phases of this game. So the one thing that I want, like, that that I, I can't hear, right, is, well, both teams deserve a chance. Well, you did. You yeah, had a chance yeah. for your defense to stop the offense. Well, you also had a chance in four quarters of regulation to keep it from getting there. Right. So I, I would be more partial to seeing the college rules, although with NFL teams, Lord knows that could go forever. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah, and that's you know, and that's just that's just the football fanatic in me. I want to I want to see those guys play for six hours if they can. I know physically they're not going to hold up. People become more prone to injury, especially oh, yeah. during the summer months when you're playing in Tampa or yeah. you're playing in Carolina or even Tennessee or in Miami. I, I wouldn't expect someone to be able to play eight overtimes in that kind of that kind of weather and humidity. Yeah, you know, and I, and I do get it. it. It sucks for Josh Allen. He really did everything that he could do. Yeah. But we can't forget, just a couple of years ago, Patrick Mahomes was sitting on the bench after he had done everything that he could do, mm-hmm. and he never got a shot. Right. Right? Right. So, I mean, I get it, and, and maybe it's a little bit in that emotion. I don't know if the NFL will make any more adjustments on it. I don't, um, I don't, I don't see why they will. I don't think there's anything that's, that's so detrimental to it that, I, I mean, it, it is, it is, it's a coin flip, sure. But if you do what you need to do and you do your job well in four quarters before that, it doesn't get to overtime. And I think that's kind of the, you know, the card that'll be played. Well, play better four quarters, and then it doesn't get to overtime. So I, I'm, I'm not opposed to it staying. Obviously, the football fan in me, I just want as much football as I can get. Sure. But, you know, but again, that's what I think gets lost in all this sometimes, where it's like that whole, well, it comes to a coin flip. You know what? Look, every piece of this game is – one side versus one side, offense versus defense, defense versus offense. Yeah. So your defense has just as much chance to stop that offense as the yeah. offense does the scoring. So yeah. your defense lets you down on that, man. I mean, that's part of your team. Yeah, and that's it's it's no different from looking at the perspective, well then why do we do why do we do coin flips to start the game? Not every team that gets the ball to start is guaranteed to score. Right. There's turnovers that happen. There's punts that happen. There's there's obviously a, a ton of variables that play into. I can't tell you how many times I've watched the Titans go scoreless their first drive and receive the kick. So sure. for for people who say, well, they're guaranteed, they're guaranteed points out of it. No, they're not. And a field goal doesn't win you it. Only a touchdown does. Right. So you possession. Yeah. So you do your job, you know, in the front seven and in the defensive back area. Then and you keep them out of the end zone, outside of the the or, uh, before the break in the pylon and the yeah. goal line. Then you you have a possession coming your way. Absolutely, you hold them to a kick, you got a possession coming. That's a win. Yep. You know, yeah. That's the other thing that I don't think we touched on each way, but I think looking back, man, what what a weekend for the kickers. You know, we didn't see many missed kicks. I mean, we really didn't see many missed kicks. No, and uh, uh, Mc, McPherson hit one exactly <laughs> when he needed to. Robbie Gold. Hit one exactly when he needed to. Yep. Um, Harrison Butker hit one exactly when he needed to. I mean, everyone did exactly what they needed to do when when the lights got. I mean, those 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 kicks were when the lights were the brightest too. It wasn't a kick before halftime. It wasn't a kick in the middle of the third quarter. It was literally to send your team potentially to the next round. Yeah, I laugh again, man. Just when we even mentioned McPherson, like that kid, dude. I, look, him and Joe Burrow look like two guys that if I ran into them at a party, I'd hate them both. I just oh, I yeah. wouldn't like them at all. Yeah, like, no. they look like the guy that I would not want to spend any time with. They look like they look like the boyfriend in eighties movies. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? and, and, I, and and to and to talk about a potential matchup that um, that Cincinnati defense has, I won't say cockiness, but they are. A little, a little. They are a little. Did you see? Did you see Joe Burrow's press game uh, sunglasses? The the purple squares. Like there's there's a small amount of arrogance that comes along with wearing some, and a small amount of confidence, a large amount of confidence that comes with wearing something like that. I would love, I would love to see that high attitude offense go against a high attitude Rams defense. 
You know Jalen Ramsey talks. You know Vaughn Miller talks. You know Aaron Donald talks. Eric Weddle is getting a second shot at, at, at you know, regaining some Super Bowl glory. I, would, I think that would be fireworks watching those two teams go at it in the Super Bowl. You know, you kind of you kind of mentioned that Josh Allen didn't shake that big brother of Mahomes. Yeah. Joe Burrow being next in line behind that mm. is kind of like again, maybe Josh Allen was the middle child and Burrow's yeah. the young one that yeah. just won't give enough of a that he's gonna take a swing at the older brother. Well, and Joe I, Burrow, that, Joe Burrow's taking a swing and connected already. Uh, yeah. Earlier this year, he's he's already swung and he's he's he chinned Mahomes once already. Yeah, and and here it comes again. Like I I'm excited to see that for the story of it because yeah. Burrow's Burrow sling with it, man. And Jamar Chase feels nothing. Jamar Chase is going to be a guy the same way. Like he he nothing's too big for this team so far. Yeah, um, and you know, and a bit of, a bit of an unsung hero, a bit of an unsung hero. Um, had a great stat line for a tight end against the Titans, Uzama. Yeah. Uh, I think he had seven receptions for 71 yards. Um, uh, a great asset, a safety blanket for Joe Burrow over the middle. Uh, I think you're going to see that name come into play quite a bit when it comes to, uh, you know, next week's matchup against him in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, the scary thing is this, is you look like midseason again in KC. We talk about Rodgers just ripping it up in the regular season. Shoot, mid-season, yeah. we were talking about people had figured figured Mahomes out. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs were struggling. They figured him out, right? It feels like Josh Allen was just enough to make him remember who he was. Yeah. Because that Mahomes that came out in that game is yeah. monstrous. I think, I think after that blowout – because they they got they got spanked, they got their poo pushed in a little bit when they played the Titans this year. I think it was like thirty seven to three. I I think between that time and then Josh Allen really lightened this. I think I think there was a bit of a competitive fire relit uh, for for Patrick Mahomes when they played uh, uh, Buffalo this past weekend. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's not it's not extremely often anymore that we see two quarterbacks duel. Like those two just did, yeah. And especially in such a short window in the last two minutes of that game, I think it lit a little bit of a competitive fire back under Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's scary as hell because yes. I love the story of the Bengals being in the Super Bowl. I would. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, if we're talking, look, we'll throw it out there now. Make our picks. I'm going to roll with Joe Burrow and the. Boys. I am too, man. I, I am too. I, I think I think they get the best of him, and I think it's only because, again, that that. That Cincinnati team does they don't have anything to lose. They no. weren't supposed to be here. They weren't even supposed to finish top, I don't think top two in their division, right. let alone come into a conference championship next game against the, you know, the the reigning attending Super Bowl team in uh in the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think it's gonna be fireworks. I hope so anyway. I keep saying it with Cincinnati, nobody's scarier than a team who doesn't know any better. You know, yeah. they just don't care. I mean, again, you're getting ready to play for uh, as a rookie. And as you're walking on the field, you look at your teammates and the rookie kicker has enough swag to be like, yeah. yo, we're going to the championship game. Not and only that. I didn't even watch it. I walked away. I knew oh, I know, man. Not only that, but this, this Cincy team, I know how young they are. Jamar Chase hasn't had a chance of playoff success or failure yet. That's Joe right. Burrow really even hasn't had a chance of playoff success or failure yet. This team doesn't know what what that type of winning tastes like yet. 
And <laughs> and so it's almost like dangling a raw steak in, in front of a wild animal. They don't quite know. They can smell it. They can smell the blood. They can smell everything that's in it, but they haven't tasted it yet. And I it, I think if these Cincinnati Bengals get a, a, a taste of blood uh, come next week against against the Kansas City Chiefs, it could be a little trouble for them. Yeah, dude, it really could. And it's gonna be look, exciting nonetheless. Look, and 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 low key, I always pull for other struggling fan bases. Yeah. You know, I just like to feel like it gives me hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if Cincinnati can do this, <laughs> the Dolphins can <laughs> right. Look, we go to the NFC. I'm gonna tell you, I Matt Stafford. I love what's going on. I want the Rams to roll through this. Yeah. San Francisco's playing great football. Uh, I know, you know, McVay can't seem to shake San Francisco. Um, they got his number, but you got to exercise the demon. I, I really think the yeah. what getting through Brady and the Bucks, I think, gives them that comfort level. I, I really think, you know, this is the Rams. Yeah, I, I think that uh I think that we see um, they get that 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 uh, Shanahan 49er monkey off their back for this year. Um, I think they punch their ticket this next week. I think they, I don't think they figure out the run game, but I think they're able to keep it at bay. Um, and and we've we've seen already that it's that. I mean, look what they did to Brady for three quarters. I mean, they frustrated him. They kind of boxed him a little bit. Uh, people are going to use well. Brady didn't have this weapon. Brady didn't have that weapon. That's fine. Brady's done it with much less. He yeah. did it. He he did it. Yeah, I mean, he's done it with much less. He did it with with, you know, Wes Welker as one of his top targets, Julian Edelman as one of his top targets. He's done it with much less. So, I don't hold that to much value uh, for me anyway when it when it comes to Brady because Brady is Brady, uh, Mister Seven Super Bowls. So I think I think McVay gets over this this Forty Nine er Hill and I think they can punch their ticket finally. Yeah. I, I think so too. And, you know, and then we got to ask the question. Maybe it's a little premature, but I'm going to toss it out there. Maybe for next week when we start to preview the Super Bowl or when we do that. But if Matt Stafford wins a Super Bowl, you got to start discussing this guy on, on a level that you haven't before, right? Well, and, and, and I look at it like this he has, from a passing yardage perspective, doesn't have the MVP seasons, obviously. If he's able to get a Super Bowl win, he'll have a comparable resume to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is essentially a shoe-in, a first ballot, no questions asked, Hall of Famer, even with an abysmal playoff record. Does does Matthew Stafford start to fall in those lines? Because Matthew Stafford, call it what it is, that Detroit Lions organization as a whole is is a pit. It's a hole. I think if Matthew Stafford was in Green Bay. His, his first 12 years, his first 14, 15 years of playing football, I think we have we would have seen a different Matthew Stafford from a playoff success perspective. Absolutely. Um, but I think, if, I think if Stafford wins this Super Bowl, I think that's got to be a conversation. Do they have identical resumes? No. I mean, Rodgers has some MVPs to back yeah. him up. Um, but they, they're going to be fairly comparable when it comes to yardage, when it comes to touchdowns, uh, maybe completion percentages, things like that. And he'll have the Super Bowl. I I have a feeling of like I remember, you know, um, John Elway, and Elway was discussed, but he wasn't really discussed, 
right? Yeah. And then Elway gets that first Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you got to start talking about this Elway guy. And then Terrell Davis and the guys get him a couple, you know. Yeah. But but it's like that. Just getting that one Super Bowl, yeah, just notches you up a spot, you know. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, I think it could happen to nobody greater because this guy really did. He spent his his entire NFL career in a hole. Nobody comes out of Detroit better. No, and and the offense, the off season stuff that him and his wife partake in, um, the countless chair. I mean, he he's just a really organic, genuine guy. Yeah. I don't think there's 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 many people outside of sports that are as good character as what Matthew Stafford is. Um, you know, I know his wife dealt with uh, uh, the the. I think she had brain cancer at one point. So the, the guy's been through even outside of the football field about as much as anyone can go through. And he's still been able to have the career that he's had. And like you said, I mean, what, what, what has come out of Detroit positive, you know, Stafford's also been a part of the two most prolific receiving seasons that we've seen in mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson when he was in Detroit. Yep. And then this year with Cooper cup. So yeah. In my opinion, that that weighs a little bit as well because we can't say that either of them would have had those seasons. I mean, Cooper Cup hadn't until Stafford got there. He was yeah. with a dink and dunk king and Jared Goff, who could who had a noodle arm past twenty five yards. Right. And 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 we don't know with Calvin Johnson, but we can't play hypotheticals. We can only play fact, right? And it's yeah. a fact that Matthew Stafford was uh, the giver uh, on the side of both of those prolific se- uh, receiving seasons. Look, wait, yeah, how bad is Detroit? You and I were joking around before we came <laughs> on the air. Barry Sanders and yes. Johnson walked away in their prime. They're like, screw it, I'm done. Yes. I, I, I don't even need the money, dude. Yo, oh, man. They I literally – both of them threw away enough money to feed mine and your families for generations <laughs> over. <laughs> just, just the thought of having to come back to Detroit. They're like, nah, I'm done. Nah. I'm fine. I'll go live on a beach somewhere. I'll I'll have what I have. I'll do some some guest hosts every once in a while, and I'll make it back. Yeah. Yo, so it will be again, and it's premature talking about it, but if the Rams win this, this will be two years in a row that a team plays the Super Bowl in their home stadium, right? Yeah, it's in, LA. It's in SoFi. Yeah, it's in SoFi, right? Yeah. So yeah. Two years in a row, and it had never happened prior, right? Uh no, I think Tampa Bay was the first, right? Tampa was the first, and then the, literally yeah. the next year that would be it's. God, now, man, welcome to I, the twenty twenties. I, I would hate oh. to see this. I, I know that Tennessee did this when they played Cincinnati. I would hate to see tickets limited to the opposing team because it is a home game, right? Essentially, yeah. it's a home game, and I know that uh, Green Bay. Well, I don't think actually not Green Bay. Uh, it may have been – it was one of the other games that happened. Maybe it was the Green Bay game. They, they limited tickets that were sold to, to opposing fans for, for, uh, uh, for San Francisco. Mm. I would think the NFL, this being the Super Bowl, whoever wants to buy a ticket, I don't care where you come from, you can buy a ticket. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I would hope so. And you know what? I'm sitting here thinking the whole time, EJ, we may have just – Screwed Matt Stafford. <laughs> We're already putting him in the Super Bowl talking about the ticket sale. Oh, and, and Jimmy T and the boys are just sitting in the back like they always are. Like, okay. Right licking lick, yep. licking their chops because we just yeah. we just jinxed the rest of Matt Stafford's career. Yeah, just like just like every other person's gonna do. Everybody's done all year. They look past San Fran. <laughs> hey, as as much as I'd like to see Stafford get to the big game, um, 
I would not put it past. I, I think I think I think there's just too much firepower all around. You know, with Cam Akers coming back now, um, Odell catching his stride, and then of course Cooper Cup doing Cooper Cup things. Uh, with how they rattled Tom Brady, I think I think on on at least two two facets of football, offensive, defense, special teams. You know, it it can go either way. I'm sure. Um, but I, I think I think that they're going to be a little bit too much this time. And like I said, for, for San Francisco, and like I said, I think it's going to attribute to Matthew Stafford getting comfortable. Yeah. You know, Jimmy's been there. Uh, there's, there's not much more comfort gaining that he can do because he's been to the biggest game uh, of any NFL player's, you know, career aspirations. But I think he's, he's, he's really grown a relationship with Odell Beckham. He's, he has a strong rapport with Cooper Cup. And then you have Cam Akers, who's kind of rounding out that little trio. Um, I, I I think I, I don't count San Francisco out completely, but I think it's going to be a little bit too much for San Francisco to overcome this time. Just me, well, just me thinking. Like, well, look, it was, it was week eighteen, right? I mean, that, that they had them dead to rights. I mean, yeah. seventeen point lead. I mean, it was you know, and they backed off again. Yeah, um, like they did with Tampa, let them back in it. Yeah. I think I think they this time they put the nail in it, man. I think this yeah. time they, they do the death blow. And I think um, the only reason that the seventeen point deficit was able to happen the way it did the week seventeen, I think it was, uh, the Rams already had the division wrapped up. They had their seed wrapped up. It was like, hey, if they beat us, they beat us. We don't want to lose to a division player, you know, a division team twice in the same in the same season. But we've got this wrapped up. We've got this wrapped up. Let's not force injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just yeah. let's kind of let's kind of do what we have to do to to maintain relevancy. If they come back, mm, it is what it is. Dude, I tell you, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great games. I like the matchups in both. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care who you are as a football fan, you're gonna feel just a little bit let down this weekend. There's zero chance that it matches what we just saw. We came through quite possible Man. again, the greatest playoff weekend when you look at the way the games came down and the yeah. what it was of all time every every game all all four games had a game winner yeah whether it was an expiring field goal whether it was an overtime touchdown or field goal whatever it was every game had a game winner uh this past weekend i i, I, don't, I mean you can't match that unless no. you can't beat it unless you match it no and then do three home dogs or you know visiting dogs three dogs yeah. on the road yeah, and close to all four dogs on the road. Yep, coming two through. of them, two of them knocking off number one seeds. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, so, number one seeds and number two seeds all you know getting taken down uh, this past weekend. I don't. Hey, I'm still looking forward to football because it's football, and I, I even if my yeah. Titans aren't playing, I'll watch any sport, don't matter yeah. what it is. But uh, I just like you said, I don't know if we get to match quite that excitement that we had. This past weekend, but the NFL wanted parity. Good job, Goodell. Yeah, yeah, you win. Uh, uh, One point, one one point, Goodell. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, hey, man, it was a pleasure. You know what's even better, dude? Is I think all weekend as this was going on, I was looking forward to tonight, so we can get on here and discuss this. I love talking football with you, man. Yeah, can't wait to be back doing it next week. Um, so you know, we've got we've got championship. Weekend recap, oh, and yeah. then we've got Super Bowl preview. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll break those down in it because you know we'll take that Super Bowl preview to really dig some stat numbers out of this thing. We'll take that week to regroup. Um, now, do you so so we we know you want the Rams. Well, you have the Rams winning. You got Burrow and company pulling it out in Kansas City. <laughs> I, I can't help but believe in them. Yeah, they just don't. The way it happens sometimes, man, you see it in March Madness and you see it in the NFL. Sometimes things just break like that Giants team with Eli, right? That had no no reason to beat the Patriots or no reason to be there. Sometimes this time of year, a team starts playing so well and believing in themselves in a way that's just unnatural. And it feels unnatural and sensey. So, you know, I'll ride with it. Yep, I, I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same wavelength as you. My dream scenario Super Bowl matchup is the is the Rams and Bengals. I think we see the most fireworks out of those two teams right there. I think we see we see sparks fly. We see we see some 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 heated temperatures because both both teams have a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of swag to them. L.A. went all in from a chips perspective. Stafford, Odell Beckham, Vaughn Miller. I mean, you name it, about as star-studded of a cast as you can get. And then you have this, this, this little brother Cincinnati Bengals team who's full of studs and full of arrogance right now. You know, uh, uh, rightfully so. They, they have everything to be arrogant in the world about right now. They knocked off the number one team in home. Now they're going to take on the number two team in home Weather is not a factor. Cincinnati's nasty weather. It's cold yeah. weather. Uh, weather out of the equation. I think it's going to be a great game. That's going to be awesome. And you know, it's, either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. But this this Cincinnati team again. I remember as a child, one of my first football memories was watching the uh, San Francisco and Cincinnati Bengals uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, with Icky Woods and Boomer yeah. size and yeah, and, Boomer. Right. And and I felt so bad for Cincinnati then for the same reason that I felt bad for Miami back in the day. It's right. like you fought so hard to get to the Super Bowl and Montana was waiting for you. Oh yeah. Just <laughs> cracking his cracking his knuckles. Yeah, he's like, oh, you guys here? Yeah. Cool. And you know what? To to be fair, that fan base, uh have they always been the most loyal? No. It's been 31 Dagum years. Do you expect a lot of fan bases to stay strong for 31 years of incompetence? No. No. And, no. and, I, and, and, and hats off to them because I think that, that fan base, um, out, of, out of the ones involved, the Rams have, have, have been on the hype train for the past few years. Um, this, the, the Niners have been on the hype train the past few years, even though the start of the season was a little rough. Yeah. The, the, the Chiefs have been on the hype train the past few years. Yeah. I, I'd like to see the Bengals fan base be able to hop on that hype train. They beat my Titans. If there was any team in the playoffs this year that I'd want to beat them, it's, it's those Cincinnati Bengals, man. They're, they're box office to watch right now. And you know what, man, to your credit, you, you said that on last week when you were talking about it going in. You know, of course you want the Titans to win. Sure. They're not going to be completely hurt. You know, you'll, it's not going to, you know, the playoffs, it's good to see a story. And we got yeah. a bunch of them here. So yeah. I would love to, again, to have Stafford to finally have a chance to get that ring, right? Yeah. And then you just got Billy the Kid on the other side. Uh-huh. Swinging guns. Like, just throwing, throwing blind haymakers and connecting them, too. <laughs> <Right>. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, 
All right, man. Well, that's been awesome. Uh, thanks to everybody who joined us live, jumped in on this. We actually made it through this version of it. It's awesome uh, to feel like anybody's out there and enjoying the football takes the way we got it. Um, so, again, thank you to FL Teams uh, for setting this up for us, flteams.com. And we look forward to seeing you guys again. You know what? We'll, we'll be live streaming it again then next Tuesday yeah. to talk about it. We'll see if uh, little brother gets big brother out the way. Yeah. And, and if the grizzled old vet can climb into the, the one more rung of the ladder, man. One more, man. One more. Can't wait. All right. Thanks so much.